Hey, I'm Zanzi. Welcome to Farmer's Inside Track, episode 152. I'm your host, Donumdu. Now, irrigating with efficiency and precision has been our mantra over the past few weeks with a team of experts from Netafim. Giovanni Rasmus, Netafim's agronomist for the North and Central regions, is back with me, and this time we're focusing on how to plan scheduling in orchard irrigation. Welcome back, Giovanni. It's great to have you back with us. Hi, Dawn. Thank you very much. It's great to be back. Now, in our previous segment, we focused on how to plan scheduling in open field irrigation. And this week, we're focusing on how to plan scheduling in orchard irrigation. Yes, there are several differences, but also a lot of similarities. It is important to know that the basics of irrigation still applies. Your soil has a certain water holding capacity based on the percentages sand, silt, and clay, also referred to as your soil texture, and a plant has a certain daily water requirement. Different crops have different rooting depths. So the main aim of your irrigation system is to supply the right amount of water in the right place at the right time as efficiently as possible. So some of the main differences of orchard irrigation compared to open fields, I would say, is that orchards tend to have deeper root zones compared to open field crops. And in orchards, you also tend to have wider plant spacing, something like seven or six meters plant spacing compared to open field crops where you have plant spacings of 0.8 or 0.9 of a meter or 1.5 meters, depending on the crop you're working with. This leads to orchards generally using two to three drip lines per plant row and open field you generally use one drip line for one to two plant rows. With the deeper root zones, one also tends to irrigate longer hours in orchards compared to open fields to be able to irrigate to a deeper depth to reach your specific root zone of your specific crop. Orchard root zones tend to be generally between 40 and 60 centimeters deep compared to open field crops, specifically veggies, having root zones of between 10, if you're talking about cabbages, and 30 to 40 centimeters if you're talking about tomatoes and peppers and stuff like that. Now, Javan, are there specific guidelines for new farmers to ensure optimal production when scheduling orchard irrigation? Again, it is very difficult to list one or two things that ensures optimal productions. Guidelines for me for a new farmer would be firstly to focus on the basics. Doing the basics right can already get you there. When you have the basics under the knee, you can start to look at optimizing a few things to get you to your optimal production. Young orchards tend to take long to return investments. Do not neglect your orchard in the first few years because this is important to ensure your long-term productivity. I see too often that people neglect young orchards and then expect them to be productive early, but in the end of the day, delaying returns on investment by another year or two. There are a lot of good products on the market that promises good results. These products are generally expensive, but if used right, can be very beneficial. But in most cases, just focusing on getting your irrigation right is 90% of the success. To sum it up, Get your irrigation right before spending too much money on miracle products. In our previous segment, you highlighted the importance of measuring and adapting your irrigation schedule. Does the same concept apply for orchard irrigation? 
Yes, the same concepts definitely apply. When talking about irrigation, those basics apply where you have a crop with a certain root zone and you have to apply the water to that root zone to be available to the crop. So that's basically the idea of irrigation and it applies to most of the scenarios. You have to learn to know your soil and you have to learn to know your irrigation system. So some pointers I have to do this, to know your soil and your crop and your irrigation system, is to dig profile pits in your orchards to see how deep your roots are. And then you can also make use of a hand auger to see how deep your irrigation event wets your specific soil. After that, after knowing your rooting depth and knowing your wetting depth of an irrigation event, you can adjust your irrigation times so that you can match your irrigation depth with your rooting depth. You can make use of soil moisture probes. It is very important, although, when making use of soil moisture probes is to install them correctly and also to calibrate them to your specific soil and your specific crops. If you don't calibrate your probes correctly, you will end up getting the wrong information. The age-old saying of rubbish in, rubbish out applies here. If your probe is not calibrated right for your specific orchard, in the end of the day, it will lead to you getting the wrong information and then using that wrong information to make wrong decisions, which in the end of the day is generally bad decisions. Now, Jovan, what are the points that farmers should keep top of mind? Should consulting an expert be considered? And then I think you've highlighted now in your previous points, what are some of the shortfalls that lead to losses for farmers if they don't take all of this into account when it comes to irrigation? Consulting with an expert would definitely be at the top of the list. It's also important when deciding to consult an expert is to consult a reputable expert and not really just get the first expert you get your hand on and believe everything he says. There are a lot of experts out there with a lot of experience in a multitude of different scenarios and having those people consult you and they will also understand your specific scenario better and know what to look for, stuff that you might miss. It's a crucial part is to have that external knowledge giving you inputs in the planning phase of your orchards. There are also not any silver bullets. I mentioned that in a previous section as well. There are a lot of things to consider. So experts, in my opinion, can really make the difference to ensure that your investment is fruitful in the long run. Some of the common shortfalls, I'm actually just going to mention one because that's the main, main issue I see in a lot of orchards across the time I've been working is over-irrigation. People tend to irrigate when they see any stress. They would always, yes, the plant needs a bit more water, but in the end of the day, measuring and digging and seeing the actual situation in your soil can lead to making better decisions. So people tend to over-irrigate and in the end of the day, that not only wastes water, but it also leads to the trees stressing because you're driving out all of the oxygen in your soil. And then that negatively impacts your roots environment and causes your roots to be more exposed to diseases and stuff like that. Thank you so much for giving us an overview of the importance of scheduling in orchard irrigation and all that comes with that. Do you have any final comments as we wrap up? Yes, Dawn. Thank you again for hosting me. Just to wrap it up, there are several things that you have to take into consideration when planning an orchard. And you also have to remember 
Uh, orchard is a very long-term investment. So you plan, if you look at something like citrus, you plan an orchard to be productive up to 20 years. And if you look at something like pecan nuts, you plan for that orchard to be, be productive for 40 years. As I mentioned earlier, also don't neglect your orchards in the first few years where they're not profitable yet because what you do in the first few years impacts your long-term productivity. There are also several other things that affect your long-term productivity of your investment, things like climate, region, management, pests and diseases, fertilizers, markets, labors, just to name a few. Farming can be a very fruitful investment and can look very lucrative when doing the sums. But farming is not easy and has many aspects that affect it. Making sure you plan properly is the most important thing before spending any money on that investment. Again, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Thanks so much, Tuvan, once again for joining us here on Farmers Inside Track. He's, of course, Netifum's agronomist for the North and Central regions. And that, of course, brings us to the end of this episode. Remember, if you loved it, please rate it and share it with your friends, family members, and don't forget your fellow farmers. From me, Don Numdu, our producer, Megan van der Vent, and the rest of the Food from Zanzi team, have an absolutely beautiful week. Bye for now. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food for Mzanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.